Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, we're Jim and Jim Life, fitness couple from Belfast, Northern Ireland. Welcome to our podcast where we will be discussing all things fitness, nutrition and mental health while having a fun lifestyle and achieving our fitness goals. Using our own experiences, we will talk about one of these topics each week and answer any of your questions along the way. Hope Hope you guys guys enjoy. enjoy! Episode four, Grant, of our podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're getting there, aren't we? Putting them out to the world. So we want to, first of all, again, thank everybody who listened in to the last podcast about our fitness journeys, part A and then part B. We got such great feedback, like, honestly, about topics that we've gone through, you know, situations that we've been through in our fitness journeys and opening up and talking about our struggles isn't yeah. easy yeah it really related to other people and it's great to actually get that feedback because we don't know how it's gonna land with other people but that yeah. feedback's really helping us you know realize that it's a good thing we're doing and to keep us going and keep recording keep recording more um the feedback and the messages people are sending me and sharing in their instagram stories is making us realize yeah the things we talk about everyone goes through these things and it's so relatable and we're just a normal couple from Belfast who like to work out who like to have a party and like to drink but we want to share how we stay and what other people think is crazy fitness wise but to us we just love to work out and we want to share of our little tips and tricks that help us along the way so yeah yeah it's completely normal to us so um let's normalize it for you guys we'll use this platform to just talk about what we think are normal things and hopefully you guys mm-hmm. keep relating to that so it's a sunday sunday fun day if you watch our instagrams we love a good sunday fun day so we've got a as per usual gym and gin we've got a wee gin in hand right now yeah what flavor is that one that's a pink raspberry gin i think um Jermaine, thanks for buying us that <laughs> so last night we had a bit of a party <laughs> in the house actually not last night all day it's a little bit of hungover, but we're fine, we're good, we're happy, and we want to record our podcast today, which is all about mental health, our mental health journeys, and anxiety, and social anxiety, and fear, and everything that comes with that, and mainly from our experiences, and what we have gone through, and what we've learned, and how to deal with it. Yeah, yeah, and I think... Well, I mean, even this morning, I was actually quite nervous to record this and talk about this, but I suppose that sums up what we're actually going to talk about. I was anxious to talk about anxiety. Yeah. You're anxious (laughs) to talk about feeling anxious and no one talks about it. And the moment you do, I'll probably shit myself after I post this because I've opened myself up, you've opened yourself up. Oh yeah, you know, we get anxious. Yeah, but it's a, 
it's a normal thing like there's a reason why this is the the topic that we're recovering what is it our fourth episode there's a reason why it's so you know prominent it's so prominent in everyone else's life as well and that's something that certainly helps me anyway it's not if you're feeling anxious or worried it's not just you that's gone through it like yeah, every everyone. single person goes through it in their own way yeah. so it, it why manifests. not put that at the front and talk about this because it's part of normal life yeah so mental health is something it's become a lot more popular not popular but mainstream in the last you know five years where it's not a taboo subject it still is but we're trying to make it more normal to talk about and so if you're on a fitness journey and you're trying to keep your body fit and strong your mind needs to be in a better place to allow you to wake up in the morning and not be sad and anxious and allow that to win therefore you don't get up and work out even though your body is ready and willing your mind is telling you no I'm not strong enough I can't do this so we need to get our mind in a really good place to get in the best shape we can and for our bodies to look and feel as good as they can as well. You need to get your mind there first sometimes. Yeah. Or yeah. at least in line. Not even not even for a fitness journey, just to tackle the day. Tackle it's, the it's, day. It's easy just to, you know, the easy option is to stay in bed and the easy option is to uh, retreat and, you know, let them feelings overcome what you were going to do, but... Not nothing about fitness, just to even tackle the day, just to even go to work. You know when you wake (laughs) up and you just think, I can't do this today, and you throw your bed covers over your head again. So this week, particularly, I've had a really rough week, and I actually said, like, I don't want, I can't do this anymore. I can't continue to talk about this positively as if I'm in a really good place. Like, I've had an awful week, a bit of, like, a downturn with a job situation, um difficulties at home um with family still don't have a job still struggling with lockdown covid (laughs) anything you name it happened this week so i thought i don't want to talk about this at the moment but then i thought wait is this not the exact time we should be talking about anxiety talking about mental health sometimes it's really easy to post the before and the after photo of a fitness journey and say look what i've gone through it's actually harder to be mid in the like the trenches of going through it and say no this isn't the after this is the right now this is what we're going through so that's what we want this episode to be about is our personal experiences dealing with anxiety and yeah um i know like we'll get into more detail on you know how you're how you've been feeling and how you've experienced it throughout the years for myself i suppose i'm quite lucky like it has just been a recent thing it's more my anxiety or worry you know there's any word you can put it around but it's more so around work the fear on a Sunday going to work I know everyone's definitely got that in the past and probably gets it every Sunday maybe it's a sign that I'm not doing what I should be doing but either way I think it's just like the pressure of having to do something and stepping up to it that that's always going to put some nerves into you on a Sunday night we've always had that but I think that more recent times you've gone up and up within your industry and your job that you're getting more and more responsibility so on a Sunday you're getting more nervous because you have to step up to the plate every Monday but we'll go into that and how you know there's different types of anxieties and different fears whether it be Mm. work anxiety social anxiety and anything that's triggered you in the past so between the two of us this is just our experiences but I personally have dealt with anxiety god since 
I feel like maybe I, I was always a really young, confident girl, literally would have tackled the world and never didn't even know what anxiety was. Irish danced all my life, had the most confidence from that. And then we started going out when we were 18. Then went to university, had no anxiety, went out, got drunk, didn't have the fear the next morning, if you were to put it like that. That didn't happen. It was like, sure, why would anyone judge you? It's the fear of being judged the next day. Didn't have that because I was living my best life. Then um, something happened, the two of us, which was people, not very many people know this story. And it was my trigger point for anxiety. And a lot of people may relate to this, may have a trigger point for anxiety. It took me a long time to realize and learn about this post this accident, that that was a trigger for my anxiety and then I ended up suffering from PTSD from it but not everybody has to have a trigger sometimes it can just be social anxiety you can just have it it can just develop over time but unfortunately Grant and I did have an awful episode where you can't even break this story down short but we'll try and give you a short synopsis of it I was selling my car when I was um, midway through university sorry actually it was my final year of university and we had got our first house together and I was selling my car and I was trying to get a, a just a, an upgrade and late anyway late at night we got an advert response saying as soon as I put it up these two guys contacted me and said we'd love to buy your car long story short it ended up that they were not trying to buy my car they were two uh, travelers they're called in Ireland but they were not trying to buy the car they were there to steal my car yeah, they basically uh, pretended to be interested and took us for a joyride with us in the car as well. We took met, us to another part of Belfast then. We met them in a bright area. I was very nervous. I couldn't understand why we were meeting them so late at night, but I yeah. put faith in that this wasn't a hoax. And there was lots of cameras where we met them. And, yeah, there was lots yeah. of cameras. And the next thing, out of nowhere there appeared, these two big guys got in my car. I jumped in quickly because I realised that this was a bit of a strange situation. Anyway, they took Grant and I... I was in the back, Grant was in the front, quickly took, stole our car with us in it and joyrided us through Belfast. It was the most horrific experience we've ever been through. We know that they definitely would have had, you know, any sort of knives or anything on them to potentially steal the car from us. So we just wanted to get out of there safe and sound. So it's even hard to talk about now, but um, eventually we got out of the car um, and <laughs> then, oh, it was awful. And then Grant decided... <laughs> He didn't take it very well, let's be honest. I just wanted out and away, but he was just thinking in his head, I don't want them to steal my car. Next thing I turned around, they were about to drive off with the car. I was thinking, that's fine, goodbye, good riddance. And I turned around and Grant had essentially jumped in the passenger side of the car and tried to salvage the car, tried to get the car back, I don't know. But anyway, they turned the car around and next thing the car had turned, I couldn't see Grant anymore and they were away. In my head, I thought they had got him. They were away up to whatever part of Belfast to probably beat him up. I wouldn't see him again and they had my car. So I was in hysterics. And next thing, the car turned again and they tried to flip him out of the car and I could see him. He went up in the air, essentially. Flipped, hit the ground and they got him off. They drove off and then Grant was lying, like, concussed, essentially, lying on the ground. <laughs> weren't you <laughs> and I don't know why you did that to me because sounds, you sounds mad you going through that now if I was hearing that for the first time but yeah yeah that's um it's basically what happened I, I got dragged along by the car and then they um threw me out and um ended up in hospital that night but 
I was fine, like, I was physically hurt and stuff, but I was just, I was just angry at them. You were just so distraught. Um, I went into fight or flight mode. I just went to complete panic. I just didn't even nearly speak. I couldn't. I, I went into shock. I went into, like, shutdown. Uh, uh, I couldn't talk for a long time. Uh, about it. Yeah, so, so that's your, that was your trigger, basically. Yeah. That, that um, kind of put you into yourself, and you were, I don't know, you tell me, you were, like, scared socially, you know, in strange situations with strange mm. people yeah but it was a combination so it was, there was a lot of things going on in our life at that moment we were moving we had already decided we were going to move from Belfast to Dublin so in about a space of three weeks that happened we were selling my car so we could move to Dublin <laughs> so we were moving apartments we were moving like there was so much going on I had to leave my job apply to a new job there was a lot of social anxiety around handing my notice in with work colleagues I had all of that going on at the same time as this car accident happening and then everyone knows what it's like and stressful to move it's very stressful and a lot of anxiety happened and at the time I shut it off and then I went down to Dublin and next thing I thought it was fine I thought I'd got over it and about maybe six months down the line it kicked in I was having panic attacks and work now I did not know what a panic attack was I was in my new job in a new apartment thought life was good and I remember feeling like my heart was coming out of my chest. Like, what is this feeling? I can't do my work. Like, I feel physically sick. I felt like my heart was flying. I remember ringing Grant in the foyer in my company being like, something's wrong, something, my heart's going too fast. I need to, anyway, <laughs> turned out it was a panic attack. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's so, so many people don't know that, like, it's so hard to pinpoint a panic attack. It feels like it's something Dying. physical is happening to you. It mm-hmm. feels like it's a, an episode, a fit, or you know something, but it's actually a panic attack, and it's overlooked. It's like, oh yeah, you're just you're just getting overworked. That's not a panic attack. Panic attacks a physical thing, and you experience that. And now, a lot. even hearing you talk about it, you understand it so much more now. Mm. At the time, I didn't even know what it was. Never mind. God bless you. You didn't have a blooming clue. And I would try and ring you and talk to these things, and you would automatically right. just say, "You're well, fine." I, I was, I was, yeah, obviously, like the, a lot of arguments come from the guys saying, "Just calm down, calm down." <laughs> the worst thing fine. to say, guys, do not say that. No, but just saying, "Oh, everything's fine," or "You'll be all right," or "Calm It'll down." It'll trigger you more. Isn't then... that's not helping at all? Mm. It's you're in that you're in that zone. Then we're me saying them words didn't help at all no you're thinking obviously i'm trying to calm down like don't i know that already yeah, so you end yeah. up in it double-sided it'll either be say nothing and you feel like they're not helping you or they'll say the wrong thing and then you feel like you're more annoyed mm-hmm. so what is best to do is what ended up happening was i googled this to the point of what is going on in my body um i tried to find anything online to help me what panic attacks were i couldn't really find much because it was more so kind of taboo subject back then when that was about 10 years ago no about eight years ago and I couldn't I could find a few things online but I couldn't find much and Sinead Hegarty thank you she's a good friend of mine I met her in Sydney but thank you so much as anyone who follows her I'm sure anyone listening to this does already will know that she has normalized anxiety so amazingly to the point where she is brought out a anxiety ebook and downloaded that it's great anyone who has young kids or anyone going through anxiety should read that but also she normalized counseling and a big part of my dealing with my anxiety was going to a counselor and also helping grant understand understand how to speak to me with anxiety so there was me trying to google and just research anything online about 
how to deal with anxiety attacks and what is it and how to like get over it quickly. And I can't remember exactly what it was, but I remember there was a light bulb moment when I found something online, either it was a book or something I listened to, but I remember thinking, yes, that's exactly what I feel. That's what I'm going through. So I listened and listened to it over and over and it made me realize one, I'm not on my own. And two, like this isn't like a crazy thing that I'm dealing with. Other people have felt this before. So I made Grant read it and I said to him, please read this from the perspective of how to help someone with anxiety. Yeah, yeah. From like from my perspective of partner's perspective, it's it's half the battle, you know, if, if you know what your partner is going through and how to actually help in that situation. It's all well and good, as I said, to say, you know, calm down and try and comfort them, but it's it's not rushing them out of that like mindset. It's not, you know, because then, then, you know, they'll be scared to get back into that. It's almost, you know, allowing them to feel safe in that situation. You know, I would always say to you, you know, you're safe. You're yeah. safe here. Not not just telling you to relax, but really making you feel safe and feel you're relaxed. in control. Yeah. And then another thing was about, even though I know myself to try and do this, is deep breathing, but so caught up in it. I really appreciate him reminding me that that's what I need to do is to deep breathe, belly breathe. So yes, deep breathing exercise, big breath in, big breath out. Do that multiple times until you really feel relaxed. And it, it does, it just automatically physically um, relaxes yeah. you. Um, but that helps so much having him like not, yes, knowing what to say and what to do, but also maybe sometimes just having someone to listen mm. and just let it all out and that person instead of listening and like biting back and going but sure you're fine don't worry about it you're having a battle in your own head yeah don't need to have a battle with you you need to get that out and have someone on your side one thing that's actually good is the that you know we we got doing is basically talk about the worst scenario so whether it was whether it sounded silly or not like okay what if all of your fears came true right now what's the worst thing you know so let's describe that worst scenario and then, okay, if that did happen, which it likely won't, this is how we would deal with it, and we can deal with that. So if that's the worst case scenario, yeah, it probably you know, and we can deal with other scenarios then that aren't as bad as that. So if you are going through anything, even maybe not as extreme as that, but what ended up happening was my anxiety from that one incident ended up stemming into my life way, way more than I ever realized. I ended up from going from someone who was a very confident person had no social anxiety to suddenly work anxiety social anxiety trying to pretend I was still that confident same person that I was when I wasn't and trying to especially in work I was trying to be this perfectionist trying to make every demand be the yes woman because always before now I was so confident and could deal with anything so I was still trying to be that person in work and around my friends when really I was dealing with a lot more in my head than I probably ever like to admit. So anxiety started to filter in in a lot of places that I wasn't even ready to talk to. I, I never talked to even my friends about it because I, I, I didn't want to seem weak, which was so bad. And so... That's, that's just, yeah. They yeah. all thought as me as why is there Why is there a stigma around admitting that you're you know mentally struggling a bit because i everyone thought of me as the fun one on the group and having the crack and yeah. never so i didn't want to deal with it but what i ended up then doing was going to a counselor when i lived in dublin to try and get over this and what 
even it was in there Sinead has kind of spoken about is don't go to a counsellor when you feel like you're it's your last move you're broken and you need to talk to somebody that's what happened with me I was broke and I needed to talk to a counsellor I was talking to Grant yes and it did help but I needed someone else's professional advice I definitely did so if you're at that point now I definitely do speak to someone that helped me loads but also even if you're not at that stage we go to a doctor to check up on our physical health why do we not go to counsellors more now maybe on a once a month once every six months to check in on our mental health it should become a lot more of a normal thing so hashtag make counselling cool <laughs> um but yeah no it should just be a regular thing there's some there's a stigma around it as if you're mm, you know you're stir crazy you know it's even if you're saying a counsellor it's something wrong with you it's it's something you're going to feel so much better in yourself after you've gone and talked to someone for you know half an hour hmm. well you so i can openly talk about it a lot more to you but you as a guy and we all know this mm. guys struggle a lot more with their mental health in a sense because they don't talk about it i refuse to allow that to happen to you i always speak to you and say open up to me on a sunday i'm yeah. like talk it through let's i know yeah so there is without getting into the difference in genders there is a bit of a unknown thing that guys just don't talk about it as much as girls naturally that's what i'm like as well naturally i will you know yourself i i'll keep in things and let it bubble and bubble and then one small thing and i'll you know i'll just explode or i'll just burst out crying or something will happen yeah (laughs) Uh, i know that through being with you for 11 years but yeah that's my natural instinct and that's maybe what a lot of other people are doing as well and keeping it in so I think that like opening it up and making this a normal thing is absolutely crucial if you you know you want to be healthy mentally. It's not talking about it on a podcast or it's not talking on going doing this. It's talking about it to no, your just... friend. It's talking about it to your girlfriend if you're feeling like that. I'm very good at now noticing when he's going into those moments when he's a bit off and he wants a bit of space and I like pull it out of him and say, "Come on, let's talk." Like I know you There's need to talk. Something wrong, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, like. If you're t- if there is someone you know you have a best friend or you have a partner and you you're scared of talking to them about it, they're probably going through the same thing as well. Everyone has their own fears and worries and mm-hmm. things that they're anxious about. So then you can put it forward in a way like, yeah, I'm not feeling the best right now. I just need someone to talk to, and then let them come to you about stuff as well, and you can both benefit from it. You'll both then like bond of over that and you think oh thank you so much for like allowing me to talk about that I feel like I got a lot out of my chest you got a lot off your chest and maybe they'll be the person you could feel like you can trust in and you won't trust in a lot of people to talk about this with but they'll be your go-to people who you know you can open up completely and feel better for it after if I'm honest so we run like that's kind of where we got to well I got to with my anxiety living in Dublin and it kind of spiraled then I started speaking to someone and I did start to feel better. Then we decided we were going to Australia and I was living with anxiety but I was starting to learn how to manage with it. Then we moved to Australia and next thing I went like a year or two without definitely without a panic attack. Couldn't tell you when the, the first time I had a panic attack in Australia was and that was definitely a lot to do with vitamin D getting some sunlight in your life like that helps loads that's amazing i think there's actually um studies done that there's vitamin d deficiencies in like you know uk and ireland and, well there you know, definitely is you're meant to take that there's links to from vitamin d deficiencies and depression oh yeah 100 percent. 
Like you're meant to take vitamin D tablets in Northern Ireland and UK because we don't get enough of it from the sun and no wonder we felt so good and great in ourselves yeah. but that you is know, a that, that feeling if you you know sometimes you get it here but in a street in sydney you know we would wake up and the sun would be shining in on your face as you wake up and you just immediately feel happy even so. if you were feeling a wee bit down and then you see that and you think sure what's why what what's you got to be worried about sure look outside it's great so that was not, a big not, part of tablet's gonna give us that no but that was a great part of why we were so happy in australia and i didn't have much anxiety and if i'm honest i was well also another part of it was you were exercising more and the biggest solution to anxiety depression is to not shoot away take a tablet yes they do help with some people and i nearly went down that route supplement yes it helps for sure it helps your happiness come back it helps you deal with day-to-day life and I nearly went down the route of having medication for my anxiety. So close to that. But I decided, I'm so nervous. If I rely on that, when can I kind of come out of that? And that was my main trigger to not go down the medication route. I know people who have it, who work really well on it. Yeah. I just wanted to try myself first to deal with it before going down medication and exercise to me is the biggest solution and people may look at us and think oh they exercise all the time they must love themselves they must just want to work out for them no there's much much more to it and the more people realize exercise is only not just only for your body it's for your mind too and it makes you feel stronger in your mind and it helps with anxiety and depression so much and honestly I was scared not scared but nervous leaving Australia thinking you know was all my anxiety relieved when I was in Australia is it all going to come rushing back when I go back to Ireland and live in Belfast again I know is it all going to come back like you know I I I lived with it yeah I was trying to tell you that it's you're happy in yourself it's not the location it's not the you know environment you're in you can bring that back home and maybe and you have well I mean like you're still happy in yourself but pre-covid um but uh like maybe we needed that break and we learned so much step back you know from reality almost we went in a three months travel you know travel trip so needed that to just take a step back and like realize how you can be happy in yourself and then you can bring that into your you know real life yeah i couldn't have continued i definitely couldn't have continued the way i was living when i was living in dublin towards the last year even our relationship we my anxiety grants really stressful work life our we would have ended up in turmoil we needed that break and we've now taken the fun side of australia the sun making yourself feel good and realizing life can be good life can be great you just need to look at it and choose happiness you have to physically it's easy to be like no i'm just going to be depressed and sad today you have to choose in that morning i wake up all the time and grant might be a bit off and i'll say choose today you have the choice today to either sit there and like dwell on every little thing be stronger than that you are stronger than that for one you are stronger and two choose to actually actively tell yourself to be happy today it's easy to choose that option you have to be stronger and say i'm going to actively choose to be happy yeah so we've come home now though and you're saying um and that's one of the questions we got asked on a few of insta stories q a we got sent through was you know how are you dealing with 
life now in COVID and in lockdown after having that perfect picture perfect beach life in Bondi. Um, so coming home, anxiety was obviously at the forefront of my mind regardless of COVID. And that's not something I ever openly talked about. And I know people probably on Instagram never would have even imagined that I dealt with that to the extent I have. But I did. And it was a scare for me. But if we'd come home to a normal like environment, I'd hope to have thought that my anxiety wouldn't have flared the way it did. We came back to obviously insane lockdown and COVID, which wasn't ideal for anyone um but we've all even people who maybe didn't ever experience anxiety in their life probably have through covid because i mean there's so many industries now showing a spike of people with mental health you know complaints and you know their struggles and Mm -hmm. it is completely linked to this uncertain and unprecedented time um we're certainly you know feeling the effects here because we've moved home from as you said picture perfect life it wasn't picture perfect life and you know in all in all means but going from that life to being locked in your parents house for you know it's pretty much four months now Mm -hmm. um it's just a complete switch it's turned upside down um that's just our situation other people's are way worse but um, it's definitely, but it's definitely a lot more, yeah it's spiked uh, anxieties yeah, and yeah. so me personally like I know I go on Instagram stories and I show we're working out but I don't know maybe people have seen this they haven't but it's not something I've spoken about yet I have never had eczema or eczema before maybe when I was like two but all of a sudden my whole body has gone out in a rash and my arms up, yeah. the, 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 uh, the bend of my arms there's eczema rashes there there's eczema rashes all over my neck and I'm embarrassed sometimes when I can see it on my fitness videos in the morning and then I think no I'm not going to be embarrassed about that something it's happened because my body is reacting to the stress of this situation I've never had this and people have friends have family who are pharmacists and they say Neve, this is your body reacting to the stress you're going under right now and I know you think you're fine and I know you think you're dealing with it the best you can but your body is clearly shouting out and I've tried all the creams. It does go down. It does nearly pretty much go away. And then it flares right up again. So now you know if you see the wee rash or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's that's our bodies just and I'm not I'm not gonna no, filter that out. It's mad, that's, it's like a physical it's a physical reaction, you can't Yeah, of your body's mind. So there's that, but then there's also what personally we I mean I have felt Grant has been doing so well in the sense that he is already been hired for a job. It makes him feel worthy and worthy, but like you know, you're doing a good job. You've got a purpose. You've been employed. You still feel like you're wanted. You're you're needed in the workforce. And I know I am employable. I know I'm very good at my job. So I'm trying to remind myself that that I am very employable. I remind you of that. You are (laughs) hundred percent. They'd be lucky to have you. I know, but it's hard when you try and apply to these jobs and there's nothing. Like, I mean, when there usually is 12 pages on Northern Ireland website for jobs, there's one or three quarters of a page and you're not hearing anything back. And if you do apply to a job, anyone who, who is unemployed right now, they're all going for it. So you're up against a rat race of so many people who are overqualified for a job that they're just trying to get some money from. So it's hard, but what I have dealt with, I think the hardest in isolation is feeling 
like I haven't done enough because I've got essentially what four months off work and why haven't I started a new business why haven't I made a massive body transformation why haven't I made loads of money in my downtime through a side hustle okay that sounds like if I heard someone else say that why are you putting so much pressure on yourself but I have seen other people do this and this is essentially my one downtime to you know you're not working you know all these things you would love to do but you've got your full-time job and you can't invest the time in it but suddenly the world has given me this time but the downside of it is is in this time I'm not the best naive each day that I could be so to to create these new businesses to create this new side hustle to do x y and z that you think the people who are so inspirational are doing you need to be in the right mindset to do that and for the first two months anyway I was so down on myself because I just didn't feel happy I didn't feel I had a purpose I didn't feel any sort of excitement to wake up and go get it I just felt get through that day get through this get through lockdown and hopefully move out and find our own place mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of people have that as well you know being furloughed and it's you know the thought of not having a job for you know a while is bloody great I'd love that right now but then after a week or so you're like okay no I actually want some purpose here mm-hmm. it's completely in your mind as well you've you know since you were a child basically you had school you had that purpose you had university and you had a job and this is the first time since you're a child that you have no responsibilities and you almost feel like you've taken a huge step back yeah and I'm also living in my parents house so I feel like I'm right back yeah you know back to then and don't have a purpose but what what's a really good thing that I've thought of recently in the last you know month which helped me get going was you know if you ask a busy person to do something for you they will always get it done because they're switched on they're ready to go they're motivated you ask someone who has loads of the time in the world to do two tasks they'll probably get one half done for you so for you to get loads done and you to achieve x y and z and become great you need to be happy in yourself you need to build yourself up you need to have confidence before you can get on and do that so instead of me I was for a long time at the start focusing on that and focusing on thinking I haven't done enough and I haven't started all these things I wanted to start and I ended up making myself feel worse and my self-worth feel worse every day. I'd end up eating everything in the cupboard, going to bed at night, feeling even worse and waking up the next morning and going, how can I do all that again today? So I stopped focusing on that and I kind of switched to, okay, for me to, if I really do want to achieve these things, if I really do want to start up a podcast, that was one of my goals that I would love to have done. Yeah we've done it that's <laughs> <laughs> no, great that's great though. Yeah. yeah so I, this is one of the things I was beating myself up for that I didn't start at the start of lockdown but before I could start this I needed to spend time on myself first I needed to be like oh hi Neve. if this is the new normal spend time on doing things each day do three things that day will make you feel better so I used to talk about an Instagram do three things today that will make you feel better only for yourself for your mental side and by the end of the night you'll feel proud tomorrow you wake up feeling proud and a little bit better and you might do something a little bit you know exciting the next day and you might push yourself a little bit more the next day so first of all get your mind in 
don't focus on the big big things focus on what you can do that day to help yeah. your mental strength and to do three things that'll make you feel proud at the end of the day so when you wake up the next morning you don't go oh my gosh and it's another another day wasted i think if you cut it down into that one day and little manageable um achievable they you know, have to be tasks. achievable that's right because if they're too hard you won't do them yeah um even even when it comes to you know my workload and you know i'm sure everyone can relate to this that you've got so many you know a thousand tasks to do if you just prioritize three of them and then focus on them and get them done you'll feel a lot more motivated then to go on and do other things so if you take that one day you know if you're not if you're looking at the month say say you've got this monthly sales figure i'm not i'm not in sales but you've got this monthly sales figure it looks it looks enormous if you just take one day at a time and it doesn't have to be work driven any kind of task one day at a time and that'll just really help you come out of that rut at the end of the week you'll end up halfway through like what you're trying to do and that will help you with your anxiety of work i'll always tell you you know break it down like let's write this down and that's one of the questions and before can we start to round this off is you know get through that day applaud stop being so hard on yourself in covid for one lockdown applaud the fact that one you've got through that day and that week geez if you put on a few pounds if you lose a few pounds great it doesn't matter you've made it through but try and start prioritizing yourself what will make you happy at the end of the day what will relieve your stress and your anxiety is that work grant then write down three things that will help you with that work day get those done if you can do that you will feel great yeah. if it's well, well working this is out. this is yeah so it's working out is one of our main things that's definitely one of the three things mm-hmm. every morning well usually in the morning if it's afternoon or even time evening by the time you get to it fair enough but that's definitely one of the three things that we we do i know if I wake up a bit groggy and I'm not really motivated for work, I'll get a strong coffee into me <laughs> or a can of Monster or something, get that workout done, and then I'm I'm much buzzing, better. you know, I'm ready to go into work at 9 a.m. You're just in a much better mindset. Yeah, because that, like, whether it's a huge workout, whether you're not into fitness at all, um, it doesn't matter. You feel then, after that workout, you've achieved something. So then that, that motivates you to go on and achieve something else, mm-hmm. you know, it's the sense of achievement it doesn't have to be a crazy workout that but this mental health and this is why we're speaking about it in this episode the mental health without your mental health and that um i wouldn't say freedom but that like sense of achievement you will not progress on your fitness journey because you, you just know, lie on your, the bed your mental fitness is a lot more important than your physical fitness and it will exactly help you get there about. yeah it'll help you get up it will help you even if you didn't get up in the morning and you just okay you got straight into work okay but you know if your mental health is like you know you know what we got this today come on i know you're feeling a bit down but please go at lunchtime and make 45 minutes time yourself and get done fast if your mental strength wasn't strong you'd be like nah frig this i'm just gonna have a huge feed at lunch which we're going to have a big feed after this yes please <laughs> but or it won't be strong enough and it won't be strong enough to tell you to get and go and do it that evening okay so like we really want to drive that home please please look after your mental health as much as you look after your body i know it's so hard oh my god i cannot tell you how hard anxiety and mental health is like i get upset even talking about it because it's so close to me and people look to me and think i am so strong and i'm like honestly (laughs) god knows like i cry over a 
anything like someone says are you all right and i'll go no (laughs) (laughs) not um but it's i've learned the tools to help me get better so do you want to know what they are this is what we do so that was the main question asked what tools do you use to cover and help your anxiety so I didn't know what an anxiety attack was to start with so look I'm already doing better there I know what it is I know when it's coming on I know it's not something insane it's my body reacting to what my mind is thinking so your heart's pulsing really fast you start to over sweat and you start to get really anxious and nervous how do you cope with that you slow your breathing right down in that moment straight away as soon as I feel that I say okay stop overthinking just stop for one second and deep breathe do that first do that for like maybe five minutes and I mean belly breathe I mean draw in the breath the whole way until your belly is out as far as it can go hold it and then breathe out again suddenly then you become much calmer and then your brain starts to be less irrational and you start to think about things clearer now you're in a clearer mindset I then take out my phone or a notepad or anything and I will write down because I'm someone who needs to make change and make actions and make solutions there and then. I can't just be like, okay, I'll figure that out tomorrow. I'll say, no, I need to figure this out right now. Like, I'm so stressed. That person is so upset with me or I didn't do that right in work. I need to write out steps to make this, fix this. So I will write it out. Therefore, the moment you write it out, it's out of your brain. You've written it down on paper. You've written it down in your phone notes. It's out of there. It's written down and it's away. And same with you, like with work. Once you've written it down, I'll always tell you, write down on your phone, write down notes. Get it out of your head because once it's out of your head, you can let it go. Yeah, yeah. Even at the start of the day, the thing that we've both learned um, is you put down at the start of the day like three things you're going to do. Like... Now, we've just mentioned that, you know, three things you're going to do, but actually write it down, and that makes it real. Um, and then once you achieve them, tick them off. And it feels so good to put a wee green tick that you've done them. <laughs> um, also, dealing with anxiety it may not be work. It may be social anxiety. It may be friendship anxiety. It may be somebody who's sent you an awful message, a text message. I know my anxiety spikes through the roof if someone sends me a, a text message or an email and work that I feel threatened by or upset by and instead of straight away writing back with a a really irrational emotional response and then the next day you think oh god why did I write that that was so over the top Mm. I'm much more in a rational mindset now I would never have said that or I would never have cursed that much um I think that's something that (laughs) probably the one and only thing I agree with uh, Donald Trump on uh, he actually said that um, he'll write back, he'll write the email and, you know, basically completely draft it and put in all his swear words, put in all his emotional response in that moment, but just save the draft and then let it go that day, sleep on it, wake up the next morning and pretty much every time he'd read that and be like, oh shit, I should not, should not have been writing yeah. that, I should not have been that emotional, you know and he'll delete that email Uh, no but okay if you still feel like that the next day and you're still that upset and you're still that annoyed you might tweak the email a bit and take out a few curse words but you probably still will send it then great go for it that's what you wanted to do but i'm telling you you look at my phone notes and you will see many draft text messages (laughs) or emails that i should have sent to people that i am really glad i never sent because 
sometimes it helps writing it out in the sense that you've got out everything you wanted to say and you've like got angry and you've like released these emotions you're like frig this this is what I want to say in this moment say it say it to your partner say it to your friend or text it or writing it down don't send it to that person there and then because words can never be taken back and words are really hurtful and words people will remember so you need to make sure that they're the words that you want to say and that that not just an emotion and anxiety can play a massive part in you writing that and also writing it down helps reduce your anxiety because you feel like okay I've, I've got out what I needed to do to help me in that situation reduce my anxiety and it's on your phone you've written it down or you've said it to your friend and your anxiety has reduced so definitely write it down in your notes especially before you go to bed and you're stressing about work and not even as Grant was saying that morning, write down three things. I stress about work a lot before I go to bed. And I have all these things to do tomorrow. And I'm so nervous because I have to talk to this person. I have to figure out this issue. They're angry about me about this, etc. So I write down on my phone how to achieve the solution to each of those things that I'm really stressed about. Next thing, they're out of my head. They're on the phone. I can deal with it tomorrow. And I've dealt with it. And now I can go to sleep. So please do that and then before you go to bed, do your deep breathing. That will help a lot. So I guess we've kind of covered a lot of the topics, a lot of the questions, a lot of the, I mean, we could probably talk about this for a long time, but we've yeah. been chatting away for nearly 40, like 45 minutes already. Yeah. And but I, think, I think the main point, right, so to round it off, I think the main point is we want to normalize, mental, you know, talking about mental health. This isn't something that should have a stigma around it even though it does this is something that affects everyone and we're right here we're, you know we're putting ourselves out here right now i was anxious today about even talking about this Yay, well because done. then we're gonna you know come under like we're exposing ourselves um yeah don't but, you think we're nervous about getting people shouting back at him and oh what's he to talk about this like he gets nervous well, about i mean this. You, you do get messages on your instagram yeah i get some, some people, horrible messages, messages yeah. and cheeky messages on instagram and i'm like you don't know me as a person the more like, you expose yourself the more you're going to get but yeah um but you just take it and move on and anyway you know you're a good person one thing is with anxiety build yourself up you know you're a good person you know your, your values are good you know what you're trying to do is correct and if that nerve hit you maybe there is something you need to change maybe that hit you for a reason maybe you aren't being your best self so maybe that is the reason to change and sometimes it'll either help you or build you up but try and be the best version of yourself so if you're true to yourself and you're true to your values then not much more you can do so don't let anxiety rule you <laughs> yeah so um normalize it talk to your close ones about it um if you aren't feeling up to that talk to a counselor um this doesn't have to be like oh my god this is a huge issue i'm you know absolutely depressed this is just something to keep in check just go and talk to someone and maybe maybe going and talking to someone and talking to a counsellor will open things up you didn't even know um, definitely that's so correct it doesn't have to be a huge life-changing thing as you said um we go for health checks for the doctor let's make it normal to go for mental checks mental checks too yeah and with that that's it episode four anxiety the one thing we we're nervous to talk about but it's a subject that needs to be talked about so let's talk about it more <laughs> yeah. so please please send us in any messages that you would maybe we talked about today you maybe want us to go into more if you enjoyed the episode please please share it on your instagrams 
on your stories that will help get this message out there to more people they can hear it i'm sure people will need to hear this today and it might help them in their situation or some of their family it might help them and maybe just even looking back the way i did my ptsd maybe people don't even realize they need to speak to somebody about something they went through and they're covering it so there we go yeah yeah thank you thank you you very much guys and And next episode is going to be an in-depth look about our experience with nutrition and intermittent fasting i know we get so many messages about intermittent fasting so we'll talk about that what it is but how we use it to help our nutrition for fat loss or even trying to build muscle so we'll talk about all of that and so send us in some messages i'll put up a wee instagram box question this week and we can do that next week and that'll be a bit more light-hearted topic yes. <laughs> sounds good i'll make sure to bring some great nutrition and uh beer paleos all that <laughs> into the podcast <laughs> yeah not as heavy-hearted next week a bit more crack but this is something we want to so talk about good nutrition and beer isn't it yeah loads okay. of hops <laughs> extra hops extra hops and with that bye felicia we're off <laughs> love y'all lots thanks for listening chat to you next week bye thanks for tuning in guys we really hope you enjoyed the episode if you want to keep up to date with our day-to-day lifestyle and fitness videos check us out on instagram on instagram it's all one word gym and gin life and I'll tag it in the episode notes below. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on our next episode. Chat soon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.